0: In order to become much more happier in your life, it's not all about the happiness thoughts. It's about accepting every emotion that you experience throughout your life and having an amazing relationship with it. Welcome to the Be Better Mindset podcast, where we talk about the importance of improving life across every variable. We talk about topics like self improvement, health, and so many strategies to manage the many stresses we have in life. If you are interested in pursuing happiness, bettering yourself daily, and reaching your fullest potential, this podcast is for you. Remember, you are great, but you can always be better. Hey guys, welcome back to the Be Better Mindset Podcast. I am your host Royce and I was supposed to post on Monday, but there was just way too much sound going on and I wanted to make sure the audio sounded better. So I am postponing. I postponed it a couple of days and now it's Wednesday and they, they were actually just earlier doing the landscape. So I was like, shoot, they're going to mess up the audio again. You could probably hear them in the back a little bit. But regardless, I got to get this out. I know some of you guys were asking. I actually got a few texts, which was like, oh shoot i gotta I gotta get back on it." But anyways, guys, the topic today is a question that I recently got from one of one of the members that that we work with, and the question was like how do you how do, how are you always so happy?" And over the years, my definition of happiness has changed, and um I think a lot of times we have this definition of happiness that doesn't serve us and we chase something that's very unlike, right? So there was an episode a while back where I said happiness is really just 50-50. It's you're 50% happy all the time and then you're 50% you'll have negative emotions. And that's just true. At every stage that you have, once you understand that paradox you will, number one, have a greater understanding and greater levels of happiness when you do it. But over the course of two years, as I started to research the mind, the the neurotransmitters, the brain, and just how people live and also the clients that I've worked with, I have started to redefine what happiness actually means. And I wanted to share with you guys what that is so in in hopes that you have a better and greater understanding now redefining happiness is not going to happen overnight in fact you got to be doing this work on a continual basis that's going to allow you to really redefine what happiness means and the way you can do it is uh, like i said guys we've been would be having these worksheets and these worksheets are really just for you so if you can if you want go download it on the uh, the show notes. There's a link for there. This it's, it's just Redefining Happiness Worksheet. There's a bunch of other worksheets on there, but <clears throat> we're not just a doing podcast, or we're not just a listening podcast, we're a doing podcast. And my hope is as you listen to this, you're also taking time to fill these out for yourself, and then over time, you are just better, right? You're just a better person. You're healthier, healthier. Better in your relationships, better in your finances. And, and guys, that's really the journey. It's not so much the end result, the be better portion is actually the most exciting part to this. So, highly recommend you guys go into the show notes, download it, answer the questions, and then you'll take the lesson that we're about to talk about today, and then it will just amplify your idea about it. Okay? So the definition of happiness, and I've defined it many times over the, over the past two years, but I'll probably redefine it again two years from now. Um, it's a constant search for me. But my current definition of happiness is having a robust relationship with every emotion you experience as a human being. A lot of times when we don't have relationships with, with some of the ones that you want to avoid, is what really creates the suffering that we all have. And I broke it down into kind of these three reasons why this, this new definition emerged for me is number one, you have, to th- you have to understand that every emotion has a return. And what I mean by that is when you are anxious, number one, you tend to work more. You tend to be more focused. When you are angry, you tend to really prioritize on what you need to do. You know, it, it elevates your heart rate. You you get into this defensive mode or attack mode, and it does serve a purpose. But just like every emotion has a return, every emotion also has a cost. And when you really start to understand that at a more cerebral level and also just understanding it on your own, but maybe understanding other people's mistakes and successes, you'll start to really understand the cost and also the return of every emotion. And uh, it's such a powerful little tool, but, but just going through each one that you're not comfortable with will really start to paint a picture that, wait, it's actually served me. It's at, this emotion actually has served me and, and taken me places where I don't think I would be at. So really look into that. Anger, anxiety, depression, all of these emotions have value in them, which is absolutely a game changer once you start to understand it. it's We pay attention oftentimes because it hurts. If it didn't hurt, we wouldn't pay attention. So you have to really understand it innately in our brain. Our brain will process it as pain because the brain wants you to do something about it. It can't do all the work for you, right? But the bodies are signals that it wants you to do something. It's a combination of both. By going through the the little worksheet that I created, it's called an emotional audit, you'll really start to to kind of unpack and reconstruct and relens your idea of what the emotion you're going through currently, which is super powerful. And uh, every time I, I reprocess the emotion, the first time I learn something, the second time I learned something new, the third time, it's a very, very powerful tool. So do that. The second thing I, I honestly believe, sorry guys, I thought I put that on silent, is our suffering happens because we avoid these emotions. And we avoid them because we, we believe that the return on this emotion is very negative. So we avoid it by eating the house, right? Just eating everything in the fridge. We avoid these emotions of anxiety by just watching Netflix for 10, 20, 30 hours. Sometimes we avoid particular emotions like heartbreak so we just overwork ourselves right? So avoidance of the emotion can be like some of the most destructive things you can do in the pursuit of happiness. When you go through it and actually learn from it and understand it, that's where the happiness really starts to grow. Like understanding it from that point, avoiding it doesn't do much to it. It's like saying, the best way, I'm a huge fan of just having relationships with your emotions because if you look at it, if you have a significant other and anytime you guys have a problem, you just avoid the person entirely, how likely is that relationship going to grow and going to get stronger? And oftentimes that's what we do with our regular relationships And then we expect it to be really, really strong. But in a nutshell, it just gets worse. It gets further away. And I've done that in the past, in my past relationships. And it's not the right way to get stronger. You show me someone that has really, really strong relationships. And I'll show you someone that's went through a lot together, hard times together, and has come out much stronger. A perfect relationship is not I honestly believe this, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong if you have the perfect relationship. A perfect relationship is made up of so many imperfect adversities that they've gone through and communicated and worked through. And it's just it's just how it goes. And if you if you have if you perceive that you have a perfect relationship, I'm gonna tell you it might not be perfect. You might think it's perfect. Maybe you're controlling the whole scenario, right? But in a nutshell, the person just might be avoiding it, avoiding that hard conversation. Okay, So a strong relationship, we talked about it in some of the past episodes, requires adversity. How you handle that adversity, how you handle that communication is what determines whether the relationship gets stronger or it gets weaker. So that's such an important piece. So suffering is when you, like, your happiness reduces every time you avoid these emotions, okay? So the third thing is I want to give you guys a practical way to build relationships with your emotions. And some of these these questions are going to be in that worksheet. But as I'm asking you these questions, try to answer them in your head. Maybe write them down. So if you have a piece of paper, I think it's a really, really great practice. So... The first, the first way you really want to start to build a relationship with the emotion is ask questions about it, okay? Just put it, put yourself as a third person, kind of just a, almost like a lawyer. You're just, a, you're, just, you're just asking questions about this and you don't put yourself into it. So the first question I like to ask is like, what are the benefits of these emotions that I have currently? So what are the benefits? And I list it out. There's a couple more questions prior to that, but I'm one, I need to streamline this so you guys can get the, the nutshells on there. So you're just gonna answer all of those things. The second one is what would the side effect be if I didn't have these emotions? Like what are some of the consequences if I didn't have these emotions? The third one is what is the cost of these emotions? And also what's the return? And we talked about this. And list them out, list as many as you want, okay? So, and what I did here guys was I, I put something that's practical an example that a lot of you guys may have, which is anxiety. Let's process anxiety. And I process this with one of my clients. And I process this with myself almost on a weekly basis. Okay? So, anxiety. Let's put anxiety. So, what like what is the emotion that you are not comfortable with and you are avoiding and you just put that in, 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 and you just put that on there and just look at it. So I put anxiety. Now what's the benefits? Now let's think about the benefits of anxiety. If like some of the benefits of anxiety is it really starts to prioritize what's important that needs to get done at the moment. Unfortunately, the brain prioritizes everything from chores to family to our finances to our relationships to taking out the dog. Right, to taking care of your health, to taking care of your career, and we put that all at a particular level, and they're all stressful. But if you understand how to learn how to use anxiety, you can really start to change the weight of each of these stresses. So these so anxiety in its own will give you an idea of what's important that needs to get done to move your life forward. Okay, that's one of the benefits. Now it also, here's, the, here's also the thing with anxiety. Anxiety is very, um, there's a particular feeling that happens. Your shoulders shrug up, your heart rate starts to increase, you're breathing faster. That emotion puts you at a state where you need to fight or flight, okay? So which is super important because you don't want the blood flow, to be in your reproductive organs. You want them to be in your muscles and your brain so, so, so you're, you're more um, animalistic part of your brain so you can fight or flight, so you can survive, right? That's, that's some of the amazing benefits and you can keep listing them out. There's a ton of benefits for these emotions. Now, if you don't write some of these benefits and you're like, you've noticed that there's not a lot, it's probably because it's probably why you are avo- avoiding it because you just don't know the benefits of it, right? So another benefit can be like, you know what, it's allowed me to go through my exam exam weeks in college. I'd have seven exams, my anxiety would be so high, but I'd ace all of them because I just, I didn't even sleep, I just studied all day, right? It's actually allowed me to graduate through college. So you start to list them out, you're gonna pull evidence the moment you ask the question. So, it's, so that's why it's so important to ask these questions about how you're experiencing some of these emotions. The second one is like, what are the side effects if I didn't have this particular emotion? Just imagine if you didn't have anxiety, what the world would look like. I'm gonna tell you what it would look like. You'd probably start to see people walk just carelessly on the street and then get crushed by it because they're just like, oh, I don't even, I don't even care. I don't even know. So part of our 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 like our the benefits of anxiety is it prevents us from from repeating past trauma by 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 creating this like future scenario like oh if I walk in a busy street I'm gonna get crushed so I'm not gonna do that. And that's just a crazy, crazy example, but there are other ways that your your body and your mind and your life you're preventing these past traumas it could be finances you could be create you you could be saving more money because you're so you're more anxious you're like no I got to make sure I hold this back because I've been broke before and that's why anxiety is creating that so you have to really start to understand these emotions because it's preventing you from from making future mistakes so that's another kind of one of the, the the big kind of side effects. Or if you didn't have anxiety, I I would guess that you would probably be just chilling on the side of the road, just careless, being kind of just like a beach homie. The ones you see in Hawaii where they're just kind of just cruising, right? So you'd have no productivity, no need for urgency. So you're just relaxed. And I'm not saying that's not a bad thing. If that's the life that you want, sweet. But if it's not the life you want, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just avoid anxiety because anxiety potentially has made you successful, has made you financially free, has, has gave you the body you needed, has given you the career you needed, has given you the love that you needed because of this particular emotion, right? So and then number three, like what is the cost of this emotion and also what's the return? now although anxiety has its benefits it does have a cost in health when your body is in the fight or flight response 99 percent of the time you neglect recovery so in order for your body to recover it needs to be at a relaxed state the shoulders are down the heart rate is lower right you're breathing not just through the chest you're breathing through the belly so You're getting oxygen in these different areas of the bodies for it to actually work. So the cost of having high anxiety all the time can really reduce your ability to recover physically but also mentally. So understanding that is a huge, huge uh, piece to this because there is a cost. And uh, once you start to realize that, you you can start to create habits that are anti-anxiety habits you know like meditation like taking long walks like getting massages you know hanging out with other people that are just chill so it's just really important to know what the cost and what the return is now the return we just talked about it is you can get a lot of stuff done okay some of you guys are like oh every time i'm anxious i clean the whole house pretty amazing you should come to my house Right, just clean all of my stuff because you're so anxious. The return is massive productivity. Might not be the most productive because you're just not thinking, you're just doing, but you're, produ- you're productive, right? I think finding the balance of both is what makes you very, very dangerous. Where you're productive and you're doing things that actually matter, then it's a game changer. Another cost can be maybe some of the buffering ways you avoid it you know i want to avoid this this feeling this emotion so i'm just going to eat the fridge i'm just going to avoid this feeling so i'm going to go ahead and watch 10 hours of game of thrones right so you're not even handling the stress that that's that's being created in your life you're just avoiding it entirely so the cost can be that the cost can also be you know what i'm i'm, I'm going to lose my my job because i'm not doing anything okay So once you guys start to really, really understand that and ask those specific questions is when you can really start to change the relationship with some of these emotions. The problem is we don't spend enough time reflecting on how that emotion served us. And we find a really distorted reality of what happiness is. But the more I spend time and reflect in the negative feelings and the negative thoughts that I have, the more I welcome it, the more I thank it, right? I thank anxiousness all the time. I'll be anxious in times where times are good. And then when I lay it all out and I answer these questions, I'm like, nice try, anxiety. You're just trying to protect me, homie. I get you. You have a different relationship with it. It's like your mom nagging you if you're eating a lot. It's like, hey, you look kind of skinny. Like, nice try, mom. You just care about me. But when the last time I was last time I was skinny, you told me to eat more. Last time I was eating more, you told me to reduce weight. Right? They are just that that one person that cares about you so much, and you start to realize that you're just neglecting them, and you have a, an awful relationship with them. But in reality. These emotions actually care about you. These emotions are directing you into a wisdom that you have yet to untap and yet that I haven't untapped yet. So in a nutshell, guys, in order to become much more happier in your life, it's not all about the happiness thoughts. It's about accepting every emotion that you experience throughout your life and having an amazing relationship with it. The moment you start to really do that is when you really start to unlock levels of happiness that you've never experienced before. So you can live the life that you want, do the things you want to do, and experience life in an entirely different lens. So guys, if you guys like this episode, if you know someone that struggles with, with their definition of happiness make sure you guys share it with them because it's such a game changer. And um, if you guys want to download that worksheet, make sure to download it. If you guys do download it, give us a like, give us a share, give us a subscribe. That's how we grow. And sorry, I didn't post on Monday, but the sound sounds better. See you guys later. Peace out.